It's the Stretch Four Podcast, your weekly look at hoops, yeah. hip hop, culture, uh-huh. and life. Yeah. From me, Aaron Herzog, and my co host, <laughs> me, Keenan Willis. What's up? Not much, Keenan. And I call you co host because we are both co hosts. I'm not a host, and you're the co host. I just want to clarify that. We're both I, I mean, partners. I would be. I would be okay with that. I mean, I you're a great tend, host. I do tend to take the lead in driving the conversation, and I also tend to notice myself wanting to talk over you sometimes, which is a bad habit that I am trying to correct. That's not just you. That's my entire life. So <laughs> don't don't feel bad about that. Here's I'm going to I'm going to say this. We do this podcast over Zoom. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know that, it's it's where we because I live in Los Angeles. Keenan lives in Philly. And when you're in the same room as somebody, the natural conversation does tend to talk. Oh, like, I don't know. I feel like that's how people of our yeah. generation talk. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. And certainly like a Northeast thing, too. Yeah. Like nobody stops and like waits. You're like, t- you can talk and listen at the same time. Watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. You'll get it. People can talk and listen at the same time. And that's how I see this podcast. If you're listening to it and you don't like how we do that, it's because you're not uh, one of us. Yeah, too bad. Yeah, you need to catch up. Yeah, learn how to listen to more than one thing at the same time. Or rewind, you know? You got options. Yeah, but I do want to also be better at not talking, talking over you. And sometimes it's hard on Zoom. And, you know, I just want to let people know who are listening to this being like, Aaron is rude. I know that I'm rude. Okay. It's it's not just you. It's me. Yeah. I'm a low talker and a slow talker, which is not a good combination. Yeah. Sometimes it might seem like Keenan's <laughs> taking a pause and he's just, it's just the natural pace of this yeah, conversation. That's just, that's just me. That's just me. You know, but I also don't have to fill the side. I don't have to be so anxious that I need to fill any silence with uh, with noise. That's how journalists get you. <laughs> yeah, you got to be comfortable in the silence, you know? Yeah, that's that's my favorite. That is the one thing I will always remember from journalism school, which is that if you ask a question and someone gives a little bit of an answer, just sit there, nod your head and look at them like you're waiting for them to say more. And it's like they will fill the silence, you know? It's true. That's, That's probably true. It's probably the first thing people learn in like media savvy school too. Like, <laughs> like don't fall for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and and sales. To be honest, yeah, that is also true. Yeah, just just ask a question and uh, and sit back and let you answer it. Yeah, let them fill in because the, yeah, they'll feel they'll feel the need to fill in more information mm-hmm. and then they'll give you all the information you need. Yep. To yeah. pounce. <laughs> to exploit them yeah hello sir i know that you are an eskimo but have you ever considered needing more ice maybe maybe <laughs> there it is there it is uh keenan it's the nba playoffs we had our preview uh preview episode last week and uh, I think we should check in after the first week of NBA playoff action to see how we're feeling about our predictions, how we're feeling about what's unfolding, how, uh, any surprises, any uh, any things you wish you could take back. 
not so far. Not so far. Not so far. Um, you know, maybe the Golden State winning the West, but I still have I still have faith in them. But uh, but not so far. Here's my take on Golden State. They should have lost the first two games. We forgot how bad they were on the road in the regular season and how good they are at home. They only have to take care of business at home because if they win the three games that they're supposed to win at home, uh, then they can pull off a game seven on the road in Sacramento because of their uh, experience, because of their championship pedigree. They can, you know, the Kings have never been there before. So my only regret with that is picking them in five games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one. Yeah, that one might not have. I should have considered the fact that they probably won't win on the road until they absolutely have to. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, sometimes a, a, a good team like that is a needs a needs a wake up call. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, to, to like really start playing. Yeah, like uh, like the like the Bucks. You having any regrets about your about your Miami take? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I mean, I think we'll we'll see tonight, but um, no, not not at all. Not worried about it at all. The Lakers taking care of business against the Memphis Grizzlies in Game One, and they play again tomorrow, or they play again tonight. Shortly, uh, just as we without as, jaw, yeah, without jaw. So, yeah, Lakers could go up two already wasn't looking good. They can steal two on the road, which is dangerous. Boston just I mean, is it is making, it stealing them when you're when you're the favorite? Eh, are they technically the favorite? I mean, sort of, kind of. They were they were before the jaw news of him coming out. Um, or him him being out dropped the betting favorite. They were all they were all they were already the betting favorite. They were only like a point and a half favorite, but that's you know, on the road. They were a point and a half favorite. I feel like sometimes the betting favorite isn't actually the uh, favorite favorite. Projected, you winner. know, there's a different yeah true. projected yeah, yeah, yeah. winner betting favorite. Two different things, especially when it's the Lakers. They're such a public team. You've got LeBron, but they also were. You know, it was kind of an even matchup, or maybe even leaning Lakers anyway, especially the way they were playing after the yeah. trade deadline. Yeah, and given that, like we said, uh, Memphis is a little fraudulent. So yeah, I mean, from yesterday's game, Giannis officially out. By the way, oh, Giannis is out. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's well, that's a little different. Going to make things interesting. Um, yeah. Boston taking care of business against the frauds in Atlanta. Uh, the Knicks stole a game from Cleveland, but they uh, they righted the ship in game two. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, I, I, that was the one game I'll give them. The Clippers and Phoenix Suns. It's turning out to be possibly the series of the first round, like we like everybody thought. Yeah, I mean, it's all just going to be like how many mid-range jump shots is is Venus going to hit in that game? Yeah, because that's what that team's built to do. They're not super deep. Um, if they're not hitting their middies, they certainly were uh, in game two. But if they're not hitting their middies, they're probably not going to win the game. Yeah, Kawhi looking great, looking fresh. 
I love that Devin Booker play at the end of game one where he started complaining to the ref and then West uh, Westbrook was able to throw the ball off him to save the game. That's great. That's just that's just both of those players in a nutshell, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very true. That's very true. And I I love that like Russell has been reborn a little bit. the last few, well, I won't say last few weeks of the regular season, maybe the last few games of the regular season. I, I mean, he's got off. he's got a vendetta, and there are a lot of teams out there that Russell Westbrook will be motivated to play against. The Suns yeah, being one of yeah. them. He's out for, yeah, for sure. you know, he's got no love for Chris Paul. He's got no basketball love for Kevin Durant, you know? No, no. And Two ex-teammates, you want to you prove something. I sure. Stand by my I stand by my pick that whoever wins this series will come out of the West, even though I feel less strongly about the fact that I picked the Suns to do so. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um I I don't I still don't know if I believe in Phoenix, but like you made a you made a good point. Like maybe you want to try to catch them earlier because they're only gonna continue to gel. I, I just worry about their depth or lack thereof, quite yeah. honestly. That is that is one of that's, their. That's really it. They like can't really afford to have anything go wrong. Yeah. Any uh any major questions, concerns, uh feelings about the 76ers after their first two games against the Nets? One pretty um, wire to wire victory. Another one where they took a punch in the mouth and came back and won. I have I have good feelings about it. Uh, I mean, so I, I was there for game one um, on Saturday great energy in the building uh normally it feels a little nervous um pre-game for, yeah. for uh postseason games but this one was felt relatively relaxed uh and and that game certainly was so um what i loved about game two is that we didn't really force anything outside of hard forcing it a little bit early um we we didn't really force much we just like took what they were giving us and like yeah, a lot of people said we didn't play all that well in the first half. We just didn't knock down jump shots. Like, we were getting the shots we wanted. We just weren't hitting jump shots. And then once yeah. we started hitting shots, we pulled away relatively easily. So like, We're going to keep getting I, jump shots as long as they keep double-teaming Joel Embiid, and he's been making good passes. Right. He had a lot of turnovers in right. Game 2. Two of them were in the last 30 seconds of the game when it was already la- – like, he had eight turnovers. Two of them were there. So, you know, he yeah. really had six yeah. turnovers, which is still too much, but it's not as egregious. And, and quite honestly, not all of those were really turnovers. A lot of those were uh, Jock Vaughn's lobbying paying off um, and just yeah. <laughs> fouls not being called. So, fa- yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not too concerned. I'm not too concerned. Yeah. I uh, same feelings feel how feel that they're they're taking care of business like the way that game two you know even when they were down in the first half it was one of those games where it was like all right they're down but it doesn't seem like they're they're you know it seemed like I was never worried about them losing that game even when they were yeah, down well, ten it was, yeah it was one of those things like we're not shooting well at all and like boston is pretty or not boston uh brooklyn is pretty much playing they're knocking perfect game everything down (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and we and we were down 10 so it's like it's not really i'm not i'm not worried 
because they're yeah. not going to they're not going to continue to play a perfect game. And if they do, all right, then good for them. You tip your cap and say like, yeah, you you played a perfect game. Yeah. Speaking of the uh the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets and their uh the the ongoing uh Michael Bridges saga, did you see oh, the news that came goodness. out? Did you see the the news that broke on the on the Ricky podcast this week? That was I don't know if it was broke. I don't know if it was broke or just confirmed that it was an ownership decision to make that trade. Yeah, I, d- I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it mean, might be sort of old news, but it's just like you know. I mean, that also feels like a. He's your first round pick, so like uh, that has to be an ownership decision, though. Like, I mean they they had. You know, it was during that period where they had no, they had no uh, uh, GM at the time. You know, Brett Brown right. was the like kind of interim decision maker. And you know what, Brett yeah. Brown, Brett Brown was a company man about it. He was a soldier. Remember his talk about it? He was just like that whole Zaire was our one A, and when we had the chance yeah. to get our one A plus a future pick, we had to do it. He was really towing the company line. Brett he's, Brown, stand up it, yeah. guy. I would that's yeah. that's my takeaway in this whole thing. Brett Brown is uh is is just a just a stand-up guy who you want to be on your side. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a guy you can go to go to war with for sure. Yeah, because there's no way he loved that trade. No, no, no. And there's there's no way wanna... the type of player who this the team desperately needed, who's from yeah. Philadelphia, who is, you know, homegrown, Villanova project. Mother Played in works the building. for the team and yeah, fits the exact yeah. role that you need, ready to play. You want to trade him away for a six foot four power forward who is a <laughs> a three year project. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see the 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 word was that because uh, ownership didn't want a guy? They wanted a guy who would take longer to develop, so they wouldn't have to pay him earlier. They wouldn't have to give him more money, like. Sell so, the team. You know, it's it's things like that when I when like you see news of of Josh Harris buying the commanders, you're like, ah, is this is this gonna cost is this gonna cost the Sixers somehow? Um, oh yeah, because he's cheap, sinking more money like, and sell the team, yeah. Josh Harris. Who's the I mean like who do we want to own the Sixers? Who's the, the go to Philadelphia um does does Will Money still man. have a minority ownership? He's probably got like a, a small piece. Thing. Like he's always had like a a, a small piece, but you yeah. know, yeah. Um, let he me doesn't get have ownership. he doesn't have like right out ownership money, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me get a, a an ownership group. Um, let let's get Jay back in. What about let's get Jay, let's get Jay back in in NBA ownership? Yeah. What about uh, Jeffrey Lurie? Yeah. What about just letting you know? I mean, only if he's our bringing man. Howie to to manage the the NBA cap. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, sure. I mean, he's one a good thing owner. I'll, I'll say about Jeff, he 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 trusts his people. He puts good people in place and lets yeah. them do their job. Yeah, which is more than you can you can ask. That's uh, that is time, yeah. all. That is all you need from an owner. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like who is like hire, is there hire a, the right people? Is there an example of an owner who's actually like had a good hand in basketball decision making? You know what I mean? Who wants Jerry Buss? Jerry Buss. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was until it was, it was until the kids okay. got involved that sure. things went went off the rails. But yeah. He's like the one that's true and he didn't yeah and he didn't have like a basketball background before that right it was just he was just like a just like a savvy son of a bitch yeah he's just he's just a deal maker he just knew people he knew yeah yeah but then you know also he you know i don't know like made savvy moves and trusted the right people you know right Right, right, yeah. It was it was about relationships. Well, he yeah, kept that's, he kept that's... Jerry West around. He, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he yeah, convinced, convinced hired Jerry West. He hired Westhead. He got rid of Westhead. Yeah, yeah. He made he made the tough decisions, and if I'm to believe winning time, uh, he didn't necessarily want to do that, but he trusted the he trusted the people that he put in place. Yeah. I was like, if this is what y'all really believe, then all right, let's do it. Yeah, there's there's so much of winning time that can be trusted. And I would say like 75% of winning time can be trusted and 25% of it is is uh you know drama for television that they manufacture. Yeah, you gotta get a gotta get as, a little of that. As a cast member of no, I <laughs> that's not even the correct term. That's that's like cast member is is someone who's actually uh in the, in the cast as a background uh specialist as a participant as a member as a guy who was on set for three days. There you go. There two you go. and a half days. One day I got sent home before lunch, which was a real disappointment, mostly because the catering's so good. <laughs> Ah, yeah. I still get go. paid the same day rate, but ah, okay. So it's just you—you you missed a meal. That's that's the that's the, the downer. Yeah, the that yeah, but you know the the overtime really starts piling up. Two of my days were super. Two of the day I was there for like sixteen hours one day and like fourteen Ooh. hours another day. Ooh. The overtime. Ooh, union union job that much OT. Oh it's, man, who? Yeah, uh huh. You start getting in the there's a, none of my days went to this point, but I think if you hit like 17 hours, you start getting paid your entire day rate per hour that you're there later than that. So it's like it's like you get your day rate up to 12 hours, I think. Right. And then like from 12 to 14 is time and a half. 14 to 16 is double time. And then after that, it's day day rate for every single hour that you're there, which they really try to stop before that happens, because that yeah, I can imagine adds so. up quick. Yeah. What can you can you can you milk that? Can you manipulate things and like tank a scene maybe to I mean, uh, not, to try and extend that? I mean, I can't. <laughs> you know. Can 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 one there someone yeah, can't yeah, yeah. yeah somebody can't like Magic Johnson probably can but you know his he's probably you know he's probably getting an episode rate not a day you know nobody who's actually that's getting a, a day rate can probably do that you know that's fair 
expensive. Yeah, or else, you know, because everybody on a day rate would is probably very expendable if you start fucking around like that. Yeah, that's that's fair. Actually, you know what? You just brought up a, a good name there. So is it magic part of the Harris group that has the commanders? Isn't he part of that package or was he part of a competing package? I don't know. Because here's my plan. If he if he is part of that, let's just let's just get him a side job. Hey, I know you're part of my ownership group from one team, but this other team that I own could use, you know, some some basketball advice. Irvin Magic Johnson. Isn't he still I mean, isn't he still technically under a lifetime Los Angeles Lakers contract? Isn't he? Wouldn't the Lakers have to release him from his lifetime contract? Was it a lifetime contract, or was it just a really long contract? I don't know. I thought it might have been lifetime. Uh, and lifetime? Ma- yeah, Magic Johnson is is uh, part of Harris's ownership group. Was it was it his or Doctor Buss's? <laughs> you know, that's you a know, good I'm question. Just just saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because at one point it was a $25 million contract for 25 years. And that right, was in 1984. Right. So I guess that that right. only lasted until 2009. So I don't know if there was some sort of like, uh, some, some sort of extension after that or anything like that. But he did sign, a, it was a 25-year like a... contract for... For twenty five million dollars. Yeah. What foresight yeah, from Jerry is... Buss? I mean, one year in. Granted, you know it was a it was a good year, but one yeah, year I... in, you were committing. Yeah. That's whew, man. Great deal. Jerry Buss. Uh, but no, it would it would it would it would appear he's a a free agent. Um, I think that's all the series, but. There is a serious matter to talk about involving the first round. And that is there. that is uh Draymond Green and his antics and Sub- and DeMontis Sabonis' antics, you know, because he's he's somewhat anticking as well. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. He is not without fault. I would argue he is. 90% at fault. Ooh, please give me your take so, on why he's 90% at fault. All right. So one, uh, maybe, maybe 85. Did you, did you watch that game at all? Clips didn't watch the whole game. So here's my thing. I watched maybe 70% of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, all game. I mean, first we already know, we already know Sabonis is a dirty player. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a secret. He's um, a chippy player. Dirty. I. I. I'll. I'll call him dirty. Yeah. I'll call him dirty. Straight up. I. I, I haven't watched enough. Dirty. Enough Kings basketball. I haven't watched enough Sabonis on since he was very good. To. To say so, I will trust you. I will believe you. Well, turns out, turns out he's still very good. But I mean, I, yeah, so but I, I mean, like, you, you know, I've I've yeah. probably like paid more attention to Sabonis when he was on like the, the Thunder and the Magic <laughs> than I really have 
on the Pacers and the, you know, like we. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's fair. So I I was mainly Pacers Sabonis. That was where I largely saw him. Um, and maybe you know maybe he has grown, but every time I I catch clips of him, he, he still seems like he's the same dirty player. But um, all game, all game, he was uh, he was playing by the the correct rule, you know, of they never, the, the refs don't ever penalize the, the first action. They penalize the second. So he was making sure he was always the first action. Uh, but, you know, that gets really grating over time. And if you look at that, like, last, if you look at the, the incident, the stopping incident, um, I'm you know, I'm going to say the stepping incident. Um he first tries to he, he first tries to push clay and like wrap up clay yeah uh-huh. fails on fails on that he flops tries to trip clay he, do, he does flop, flop right, yes yeah flops he does tries a, to trip clay a flop box out kind of move yeah yeah um yeah so then then actively tries to trip clay then grabs draymond um and holds him above his chest what what would you have the man do now granted you can say yeah you know the the impact with which he he made contact was egregious i'm not i'm not trying to argue that draymond shouldn't have got a flagrant two sure i think that's a pretty clear cut flagrant two um but i think he should not have gotten any sort of uh, punishment that that's a bonus. Like a get. further suspension, like he's suspended for or the next he, game. Like yeah. if, like if you want to suspend him, suspend the bonus. Yeah, because I think there's. Game, he was doing wild shit. I all think you're game. right. I think you're right in that Sabonis is doing it in the quote unquote smart way. He's being a he's being a chippy, dirty player in the quote unquote right way you know what i mean where he's yeah, he's yeah. doing borderline stuff and anybody who's played basketball knows people who play like this they know exactly how to get away with stuff oh, yeah. they know how to pull on jerseys 100%. they know how to to flop at the right time they know how to like hit into your knee when the ref's not looking they it's yeah. it's an art it is it's it's an art to know where the refs are where they're looking where they're not looking where you can hit somebody where you can pull jab stuff and then what? When, when you're at home, when you're not, when you're at, yeah, and when there's a player like Draymond who's going to right. play with his emotions he's gonna, he's gonna and take the bait every time, yeah, and take the bait and react in such a big way. He his reactions are big, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's chased people down and tackled them on the court. He's you know in game one sure. he did that sure. he did that ridiculous sit down on Sabonis at the end of the game. He sat down on him and pretend he's he's hilarious he's over the top he's a clown sure Sure. you know what i mean but in ways that like is you know not unprovoked and but Mm -hmm. it's it's you know the bigger reaction is always going to get the bigger response you know sure oh and it's and it's draymond's achilles heel how he plays with that passion and is like he has like a fuck this shit attitude. He has like a I've been chipped he, at. He one hundred percent has to. Yeah, he he one hundred percent has to correct that. 
Um, or maybe at this point in his career, he, he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I just take umbrage with like one, I blame the officials for letting it get that far. Yeah. If you actually care about safety, if you actually care about controlling the game, there's several instances throughout the game where you could have just double teched them and like shut that down. Yeah. The ref, the ref is not there to like react. The ref's there to control the game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's a proactive either warning, double tech, whatever. Especially in the NBA, it's much easier. Just mm-hmm. just double TM. It doesn't even count as a personal. Yeah. Shut shut that shit. It's, yeah. You're <laughs> saying like you're saying like I'm not yeah. gonna yeah, this is not how this game is going to go. Get yeah. your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can control it from there. So like I I I you know, I I fault the refs for not doing that much earlier when there were several instances. And then I think what my bigger beef is is that you're admitting that you're making this decision not just based on what happened, but also based on the player's reputation. Yeah. Which which tells me and and then which some is people an, might argue, um, like, yeah. Ongoing thing for Draymond. His the decisions sure, made sure. for Draymond are are mostly based on his reputation at this point. They're they're right, right. hardly connected to the actual incident whenever it happens. Right. But this I feel and maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong here, but this is the first time I feel like the NBA has admitted that. That like we're making this decision partially based on you and your reputation, not just what happened on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a slippery slope because if that's true, the inverse must also be true. And non-suspension decisions must also be made based on the player's reputation yeah. and things like that. Yeah, which I think like first-time incident le- or like, yeah. Yeah, which leads to a lot of subjectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, also the fact that Unless, that decision is hilarious. Yeah, unless they put something in the rules about like, you know, uh, higher, uh, you know, lower thresholds. Repeat offenders. Or repeat and, offenders. And, yeah. yeah, unless they actually change the letter sure. of the law to to put that in there. Yeah. It can't yeah. be up yeah. to and subjectivity. If, if, yeah. If that's if that's something in the CBA, then like, okay, you gotta you gotta play by the rules. But that this that, that feels like the that's the first time. I've heard like the league or a disciplinary committee actually cite that and like admit yeah. that. And you know, this is something that's that's hard to say. This is something that you know it because it it makes it's part of what d- makes Draymond an effective player, being able to play mm-hmm. like this. But you can't play like you're on the like this is playground ball. This is playground sure. stuff. You're going to hurt your team in the long run. He already cost them sure. one NBA championship. They should have another ring. He cost them a ring for doing this. They would have, they would have lost that series regardless. I still nah. that fully. They would have lost that series regardless. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think because so. if, because if he if he, he is playing, he's not effective because that's in the back of his mind. I don't know. I th- he was. I, I, I mean, I think he was. I think he was already screwed. Yeah. I don't know. That's because if you have a Draymond that's not a hundred percent there, because he's worried about getting suspended for Game Seven or something like that. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's just that's just my opinion, though. But I agree. Yes, he, he's already seen the impact of missing a game. Yeah, 
for sure. For sure. A playoff game. But, but like, I, NBA, you've already seen the impact of Draymond Green missing a playoff game. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. This is your how much money are the how much money are the Warriors making for the league? Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, what would the league rather in the second round? Would they rather Los Angeles, Golden State, or would they rather Memphis, exactly. Sacramento? Like, what's going to put more money exactly. in the NBA pockets? Right. Like, would it be a great story? Sac- Sacramento returns back to the to the playoffs, wins an opening round series against the defending champions. Short, sure. but like, Steph Curry makes you money. And then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steph, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you, you spin the narrative, say, that, you know, they play Memphis in the second round. It's two up and coming teams. They play the Lakers in the second round. The the last time they met in the playoffs, it was fixed for the Lakers. And there's also the in-season beef. So, like, there's there's plenty there's plenty of storylines there. But, like, I don't know. It just it I, I don't I don't like the way it played out at all. Um and like I don't like Sabonis for getting away with it. I think is really what it comes down to. Yeah, because I, I no one I I feel like no one's really talking about like no nah, that was uh, other than people that are openly defending Draymond. And I think sometimes yeah. that's over the top. People are saying it's like, like he did nothing wrong. It's also a weird. It's also like from the clip you can't really tell how hard he steps slash stomps on him because it looks i feel like the <laughs> sure. i feel like the footage makes it look harder than it actually is i don't think he's like i don't think he's like yeah, putting yeah a ton i know of i would weight. agree i don't think he's putting a ton of like I, weight behind it but it i think he looks, stepped down and, and tried to shake it off of him yeah it and like shake, looks shake like he's him, yeah. trying to stomp the life out of him well and let's let's say this i think if draymond was actually trying to hurt him he would have hurt him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, he, he, yeah. Draymond's there, there was, probably, a great acting job. Draymond's probably on the list of, of, of guys you, you want to fight or you don't want to fight. You don't want to fight. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that, let's go to our I, next. Oddly NBA. enough, we have that list. Yeah, we do. We do have that list. Um, an anonymous NBA poll. Um, taken of what is it? Just over a hundred, hundred and eight NBA players. The Athletics spoke to, asked them a bunch of questions about, uh, about uh, best, best players, uh, most overrated players, best fans, worst refs, things like that. And uh, I just want to run down some slash all of the answers here. See if, uh, see if any of them make you feel vindicated in your NBA takes, make you reevaluate <laughs> some of your NBA takes. Because I'll tell you this. This list made me feel pretty good about my takes on the NBA. <laughs> it made me yeah, feel yeah. like I'm in the NBA myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the... it, it's it shows that you know these are we we watch the games. That's yeah, what it shows. top of the list. First question: Who's the MVP? Oh, fifty uh, percent of the league said our man, Joel Embiid. Great answer, Jokic. Just over 25%. Giannis, 15.7%. Also getting responses, Jason Tatum, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Luka Doncic. I mean, yeah, over 50% of the league. Or, you know, 50% of the players polled. Yeah, yeah. But 108, I, I that's... I can that's... voted for Luka. 
I mean, it's two percent um, of the league. Two yeah. or two percent yeah. of the hundred, the hundred and eight. So about two, about two or three people voted for Luca, and it was probably Luca, yeah. and it was probably somebody <laughs> else on the Mavericks, Jokic. maybe. Yeah, it was probably Jokic. Oh, maybe Jokic. Yeah, Luca and Jokic. They're the ones who voted for for Luca. That's true. <laughs> no, I, 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 do you think that they included anyone that would be in this conversation? Yeah. And, in terms of polling, probably not, right? I don't know. Who do you think voted for Tatum? 3.9%. That's about four players. I think that's Tatum. I think that's anybody else in the Celtics um, they asked. Maybe. And and maybe another former Duke teammate. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's those are the only people I can think of. Or like somebody that just stopped paying attention to what was happening yeah <laughs> halfway through the year who was who largely guarded him in the all-star game uh-huh that's who voted for uh next question 98 votes for who's the best defender makes me feel good about my defensive player of the year pick drew holiday he got 28.7 percent of the vote yeah and i i i think I think that's the right answer. I think that's probably some uh, some smart hate too. Yeah, uh, you know, I think there's some people that probably don't like Marcus Smart with good reason, uh, and we're like, yeah, it's it's definitely not him. So let's let's get it to Drew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Brooke Lopez was, you know. Tied for he was on the short list. He was on the short list. He was the third. Or I should actual... say, is on the short list. Yeah, he was the third player because it goes Drew Holiday, uh, Lou Dort, second place, Who's then other defender. Yeah, then just a bunch of random players got eight point nine percent of the vote just here and there, and then you got Brooke Lopez, yeah. Marcus Smart at eight point nine percent. You got Bam Adebayo, Jaden McDaniel's the rookie on the list. Giannis is on there. Triple J, Draymond Green, Evan Mobley, Michael Bridges, Nick Claxton, Joel Embiid, and Kawhi Leonard. Little surprised at how no. low at how low Joe is on the list. Um, I'm not. I'm not because I I think he just doesn't do it enough. He yeah he turns. You know what I mean? He flips the switch on defense when he has to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you um, know. I, I couldn't help but notice that statistically great defender Nikola Jokic is not uh, nowhere on the list. <laughs> not even in players getting other votes, which include OG Ananobi, Anthony Davis, Chris Dunn, Paul George, Walker Kessler, Andrew Nebhart, Isaac Okoro, Jalen Suggs. <laughs> it's I'll, a name. I'll, I'll just... It's a name I've heard. Couldn't tell you what he looks like. Couldn't tell you who he plays for. Couldn't tell you how old he is. No, no, I have no idea who that person is. Sorry to that man. Jalen Suggs and Jared Vanderbilt each received one vote. Yeah. Um. But yeah, defensive player of the year, or defensive best defender in the league. You know who else not on the list because he's not in the league? Ben Simmons. <laughs> That's fair. He would be on he would fair. be on the list if he was in the league, but NBA players uh, don't consider him a member of the league. I don't uh, yeah, I don't 
even if he played this year, I don't know if people like him enough to name him anymore. Yeah. I think there's that many people that dislike him. And what good reason? I because I I think Ben's um I think Ben's ultimate legacy is gonna be screwing up mental health concerns as a legitimate issue. Yeah. I know the NBA is has doubled down and saying like we really care about mental health, but I think he's I think I think he set I think he set players back on that. Mm-hmm. Here's a uh, here's a great question. Love this question. You're building a roster from scratch. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to sign first? Fifty two point four percent of the league says Giannis. I mean, that's not I'm, the wrong answer. <laughs> overwhelming. I mean, he's he's the he's got the right combination of skills of in his prime of you can build around it, he's not hard to build around former mvp you know, is easy yeah, yeah you can put any sort of players around him you can you know he's he a can, nice guy yeah he can anchor your defense he can you know you can he's easy to build around you know a, a lot of other yeah. uh, other guys you know Jokic, you got to kind of specially build around him you know right luka Doncic right. haven't figured out how to build around him yet you know steph curry yeah. is old that's probably one of the only reasons why he's in fourth place here. Joel Embiid is a, is a center, and you know you really haven't proven how to build a championship team around him. Also, there are still, I guess, injury concerns with him. You know, sure, sure. Then you got Jason Tatum. I think that's a little telling. You know, nineteen year old Jason Tatum, MVP candidate, only five point eight percent. I would think he would be a little bit higher. You know, with how good, how young, how. You know, talented he is, but he's not even the best player on his team. So yeah, uh, yeah. A... <laughs> LeBron's still on the list. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Three point eight percent of the vote went to LeBron. Thirty-eight year old LeBron James. I These mean, people going to be a ch- these guys You're aren't building long term. These guys aren't building long for the long term. They're not thinking long term. Well, but this is the best part about this: uh, people getting uh, uh, other votes, each receiving one vote. Yeah. Chet Holmgren, Jalen Brown, Evan yeah. Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, and Alperin Sengun. Who made yeah. these votes? Who voted for Chet Holmgren? Somebody that didn't take it seriously. Who voted for Chet? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, no, <laughs> um, Lou Dort. Somebody, somebody that somebody did that Sangoon and Holmgren trade votes for each other. <laughs> Is Holmgren <laughs> even on the voting list? He's not even on the. He didn't even get a ballot. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's, he didn't play in the league this year. <laughs> why, why is he gonna vote? Yeah, of those players. I think Evan Mobley is a is a pretty you know like he wouldn't be my first pick, well, but I he makes Jaylen sense. J- yeah, Jalen Brown and Evan Mobley make sense. Holmgren, Mitchell, and Sangoon don't really make sense at all. Mitchell voted for himself. What's interesting? What's interesting to me here is that Kevin Durant didn't really get much love. Yeah, one point nine percent. Which you know there were one hundred and four votes. So. You know, what's it, about two, three votes? Yeah. About two votes, I guess. Yeah. Two, three votes. That's interesting. Yeah. I, wonder I guess there are. His long-term legacy is. Just uh, he's a little bit older. It. He's a little bit older. He has some injury concerns. But then again, LeBron still 
LeBron, you know, du- basically doubled him up in percentage. Well, so you look at this list, everyone on this list, I, I should say everyone, many people on this list have one being the guy. Yeah. Um, with the exception of of, of Jokic and B and Tatum. And I'm looking above that are above, you know, LeBron. Um and Tatum at least got his team to the to the finals. Um maybe Kevin Durant has never really won being the guy. Yeah. Which even if he was the first option on the Warriors, he still wasn't the guy. Yeah. Yeah, even if he was technically the best player on the team, it wasn't his team. Yeah. It'll yeah. be it's a shame. It'll shame it's a shame that'll haunt him forever. Forever forever a Batman or forever sh- a Robin. It's a shame a that'll that'll force him to uh search his own name on Twitter every day to care about what teenagers <laughs> think about him. Yeah, yeah. Him and him and That's Jerry him player. and Jerry West really should become pals. <laughs> oh. Um Next. The next one's it's interesting. My my favorite part about this is only fifty four people. Only like half of the people asked actually voted for this one. Who's the most overrated right. player? Uh, Other takes the lead with thirty one point five percent. A huge list of players receiving just a single vote. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, Bradley Beal, Patrick Beverly, Devin Booker, hilarious. Demar Derozan, the <laughs> Grizzlies. Someone voted for yeah, the Grizzlies, that. which is yeah, great. Yeah. How Tyrese Halliburton, interesting. Tobias Harris, Killian Hayes, is he rated at all? Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Murphy, Duncan Robinson, <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Duncan, whoever I mean, voted that, for Duncan Robinson is going off like, yeah, that's true. Same with Tobias, you know. I feel like those I feel like those yeah. those are players who are properly rated, but their contracts are not properly. Yeah. Tristan exactly. Thompson, another like uh, Nikola Vucevic, Grant Williams, and Zion Williamson. Those are all guys who received one vote. But the uh, yeah. the the big winner, the big loser, the big the big winner in this is the Stretch Four podcast because Trey Young received the most votes of any individual player. <laughs> and you know, I mean, he is. I think that's is. the right answer. Yeah, and I think that becomes... I, actually, I I think the players got this. R- Got this right one through three. Trey Young, Julius Randle, Pascal Pascal Siakam. Yeah. yeah. Siakam's interesting. They're... Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but he's not a star. People talk about him like he's a star. That's true. Jimmy Butler, fourth. That's interesting. Haters. Yeah. That's the locker rooms of former Minnesota Timberwolves and Rudy Rudy Gobert makes sense. Should should be higher. Jaron Jackson Jr. is just players who are mad that he's going to be defensive player of the year. You know, the the players who voted for Jaron Jackson yeah. Jr. are uh Marcus Smart, uh or anybody who felt like they should be the defensive player of the year voted uh Jaron Jackson Jr. most overrated. That's where he And and Steven Adams, according to you. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh RJ Barrett, who's not like a highly rated player, Dylan Brooks. I think yeah. it's just more Grizzlies hate. Uh yeah. Draymond Green. Dame Dame Lillard is interesting. Who voted Lillard as overrated? 
Chris, Probably someone that wants to win. Chris Paul, yeah, <laughs> his own teammates, <laughs> Shaden Sharp. Uh, Chris Paul and yeah. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is funny. Whoever whoever voted Austin Reeves turned their ballot in last minute. I love that both Austin and Tobias. I'm sure other people on. Uh, made both of these lists too, but they were just the two that I noticed when I was looking through for the first time. Uh, made both the overrated and underrated lists. Oh yeah, which Here, just that just tells me that you got a lot of haters. Um, underrated is is interesting. Uh, almost a hundred votes for underrated. Another category where other takes the takes the the lead. Thirty four percent of the players just received one vote. Uh. And that list includes Jared Allen, Giannis, which is a real vote. Like someone saying Giannis is the most underrated player. That is high praise. DeAndre Ayton, yeah. who received vote for overrated as well. Yeah, also overrated. Yeah. Desmond Bain, Alex Caruso, Mike Conley, Markel Foltz, Tyrese Halliburton, another guy. Tobias Harris, yeah. another guy on both. Yeah. Sam Hauser, who's he? Brandon Ingram, <laughs> Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Joe. Maxi Kleber. Kyle I didn't even Kuzma, notice him in there the first time. Kevin Looney, Terrence Mann, Laurie Markinen, Tyrese Maxi, Jordan Poole. That's funny. Bobby Portis, Paul Reed, Terry Rozier. Let's go. D'Angelo Russell, Alperin Sengun, Marcus Smart, Dennis Smith Jr., Nikola Vucevic, Franz Wagner, Aaron Wiggins. <laughs> Jalen Williams, Christian Wood, and DeLon Wright. Any standouts there? Kyrie is um, like a Kyrie's like a little funny. It it is. Um because his things you know, stand out. His skill yeah, as I mean, an individual player, amazing. His yeah. uh his 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 place in basketball as a teammate as someone who makes his team better no thank he's a, you he's a he's a top five talent in the league yeah but uh -huh. not a top five player i don't know if he's top five talent anymore peak Kyrie, top know, five man. talent i so still very good about fun thing about Kyrie this year um he was upper echelon at every level of shooting yeah this year which is he's I, i'm pretty sure he's like one of i think no i think I, in fact i think he was the only player in the league that was like top five at every every distance um in terms of efficiency but as far as uh players top 10, maybe yeah as far as players getting votes here we've got drew holiday taking the lead 17.5 percent of the vote Shy Gilgis Alexander, yeah. Michael Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Jaden McDaniels, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron Fox, Jaron Jackson Jr., Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray. Votes for him are are votes against <laughs> Trey Young. Trey Emmanuel yeah. Quickly yeah. and Austin Reeves. What stands out to you um, here? I mean, it, I I think it's interesting when a guy gets both MVP votes and underrated votes because I think it, it like shy? says that yeah. you yeah, um, 
like Shay. Shay. Uh, yeah, I think it. Yeah, because I think it, it it says that people really expect him to be, you know, very very good, um, and probably good for a long time. Um, what sticks out to me on this list, Jalen Brunson, um, I think is interesting. Mikkel Bridges, um, being yeah. that high, I think is also interesting. Like how many of these, how many of these players have moved recently? Yeah, I think Bridges definitely uh, is is showing what he can do since he's you know moved to to Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think it's very interesting. It looks like uh, looking at the the top of this, the uh, these answers were given during the final three weeks of the regular season. Okay. Okay. Um, one other thing I do find interesting, Kyle Kuzma getting a vote for most underrated. Yeah. Don't see Spencer. <laughs> that is very true. Just saying. Um, let's move on. The greatest player of all time. This, I, five this players. Cool. All right. Five players receiving votes. Michael Jordan. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Bill Russell, Tracy McGrady. 103 votes total. Michael Jordan takes the lead with 58.3%. LeBron James takes 33%, which is pretty good considering he's still playing. Yes, I think I think this is not representative of what pe- of what people's actual feelings are. You can't vote someone the greatest player of all time and then have to strap up against them yeah. next week. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. That's not uh, so I don't think this is actually representative of how people really feel. Yeah, I I agree. Kobe comes in with 6.8% and then Bill Russell with one, Tracy McGrady with 1%, basically receiving about one vote each. No Kareem, yeah, that... no Magic, no uh, you know who else would possibly? I guess Bird could. I don't know if he's considered the greatest player of all time, but I I wouldn't yeah. put him there. I would put him top five to ten, but I don't think I don't think anybody's saying Bird's the best player of all time. I don't think he has an argument there. You know, I, I mean, some people say it. I mean, so, yeah, some people are saying it, and they all live in Boston and uh, and sent hate <laughs> notes to Bill Russell. They're, 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 yeah. All the guys who took exactly. who broke into Bill Russell's house and violated his his bedroom are the guys who think Larry Bird's the best player of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what this tells me is that with Kobe and Tracy McGrady basically getting like eight percent of the vote, it tells me that the league is is pretty young. Youngins, youngins. Yeah. Who voted for McGrady? I want to know. Um, I feel like I do remember hearing someone. somebody loves McGrady. Yeah, somebody recently yeah, was talking about how much that. they love McGrady and who I forget yeah. who it was, but yeah. That I think McGrady's be, somebody who McGrady is somebody who like potential wise could have been like an all like had the potential to be like kind of an all time top ten player, but because of like sort of a late start to his greatness and then a early cut to his, you know, but his prime, prime McGrady. Good score. Prime, That's how I'm going to remember him. Just good prime score. McGrady, prime McGrady rivals prime Kobe. 
Is he better than Paul George? Prime versus prime. McGrady? Paul yeah. George can probably do more across the board, but he's Paul George is probably yeah, if you like took Paul he probably Paul George probably has more sevens, you know, in his you know, in his ratings. <laughs> sure. You know, he's got more sevens out of ten, but McGrady has more tens. Okay. The fact that you had to think about that tells me he doesn't belong on that list at all. Well, uh, it, on the list of greatest players of all time, I wouldn't put I I, yeah, I don't like, think he belongs like he there be, either. I think he should, he's, he shouldn't be sniffing that list. No, I think he's a clear also, outlier. Also, top top ten trajectory. I think that he shouldn't sniff that list. If you have to think about, is he better than Paul George? Because no, I think Paul I think, George is like perf- perfect. Almost really, really yes. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that McGrady should be in the con- should be in this conversation for the greatest player of all time or top ten of all time. I'm saying he had sort of that kind of potential that wasn't realized right. because of different factors in his career, injuries. You know, his like his basically nothing on the Raptor. The Raptors wasting the first four or five years of his career, basically. You know. Sure. Sure. I, I think we get a little revisionist history on on his Raptors stint. I think I think we look back at younger McGrady with rose colored glasses. Yeah, I mean like he, I, I, he's I probably worked... a player who, you know, like came into the league out of high school and probably could have benefited from a year in college of development or so. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. But like I think we just want to we want to think he was better than he was when he was really young. Like I look back at the the dunk contest, the, the 2000 dunk contest. And people were like, yeah, obviously Vince won it, but like T-Mac was close. I've been that person. Then I actually went back and looked at it. He did the same dunk six times. It was just yeah. all variations of the same dunk. Um, so, I, you know, I think we just like to, we like to remember him because he, you know, his career got cut a little short. Yeah. Let's, let's move quickly through these next few questions. Uh, this next question uh, makes me feel vindicated in my uh, <laughs> my choice that Jaron Jackson Jr. is not the defensive player of the year. And that is who on the league would you least likely to fight? Would you least like to fight? James Johnson came in first place, 41% of the vote. Steven Adams, a mainstay on this list, comes in at 27% of the vote. We got a big group of, of players getting other and then we've got Embiid, Haslam, Giannis, Lou Dort, Admiral Schofield, Marcus Smart. Big group of players getting who voted. Uh, go ahead. Who voted who Schofield? Voted for, who voted for Haslam? No, who voted for Haslam? Oh, I, I like other players on the Heat who probably have almost gotten to fights with that, him. That could be it. That could be it. Yeah. Or could, you know what? You know what? Guys who don't want to beat up an old man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. Yeah. If you're in the NBA, you are in the prime you're you're in, in prime shape. You don't think you can beat up Udonis Haslam? I mean, James Johnson is old as hell too. He's 36. Sure, but I've seen James Johnson. Yeah. I, I know why people don't want to fight James Johnson. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just not remembering. I mean, guys Haslam. who Guys, so long ago. Guys who are young enough to be Haslam's son don't want to fight Haslam because he reminds them of their father, and they don't want to fight I their guess. father. Some guys do want to fight their father, but these guys, they, you know, he's 
Yeah, that reminds me of a, a question I saw on the internet. It was like you, you and you and your prime versus your dad in in their prom prime yeah. who went to the fight. <laughs> I'm gonna go on the record. I would get I, my my dad would knock me out. Same, my dad would beat Easy. shit Easy. out of me. <laughs> Easy. My dad is six foot nine, and. You know, my dad's got multiple primes. He's got his basketball prime where he was like, like long and lean. And then he's got his post basketball prime where he's like a, like a 300 pound strong monster because he's just moves furniture all the time. So he's got double primes. Either one of them could beat beat the crap out of me. Yeah. Yeah. My, My dad was a cop by himself in Rittenhouse Square in the 70s. I'll tell you this. Me. Which. Me at 16 versus my dad at 16, I'm taking my dad at 16. I'm beating him up then. But then okay. post post my dad hitting his growth his after high school growth spurt and then becoming, <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe caught yeah. maybe through maybe my maybe like through freshman or sophomore year of college, I could probably beat up my dad. But then once he started taking okay. basketball seriously and getting in really good shape and like, you know, being being like a legitimately very good like athlete. And then, yeah, yeah. he's taken me. Then it's taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Which arena has the best fans? This is a it, this is an interesting question because. Like, who's just going to like not vote for their own fans, you know, or you, it doesn't say, you know, sure. not your own fans, but we got the Celtics right, right. coming in first place, which fuck you. That's that's, I mean, how many Celtics did they ask? You know, no way that's true. No <laughs> right. way that's true. Right. Kings believe it. Warriors believe it. Knicks. That's a, that's a political answer. That's not a real answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody actually likes well, Knicks I mean... fans except for Knicks fans. But like that that team is so sad. So if you're a Knicks fan, yeah, you you probably are a great. Well, fan, you know? that is true. Yeah, the Garden's always packed, no matter how the Knicks are. So yeah, they are they are good fans in that sense. I'll give I'll give it that. And then you got you know you got the Sixers, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Raptors, other, the Cavs, the Bulls, the Spurs, the Bucks, other. Suns, Pistons, Blazers, Grizzlies. But yeah, Celtics. I hate that answer. <laughs> I'm so mad. That's the answer. What so arena has? It? I mean, I think this just basically like uh, there's so many. I think people are answering this question in a lot of different ways. You know, like because how is be- yeah. like yeah, how yeah. how are we interpreting best? And the article even gets into that. You know, like right. is it loyal? Is it loyal? Because yeah, Boston fans are loyal, but like, is it sure. like people who like? I don't know. You don't do want to understand the game. Yeah. Do they understand the game? Do you not want to murder them? Do they act? Do they, <laughs> do, do they act well? You know what I do mean? They do behave? they behave? Yeah. Do they behave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be why we're lower. I would think. Yeah. Cause we don't Cause behave. We, 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 we the highest attendance in the league this year. Well, and also here's the thing. We have the highest attendance, but Philly fans, especially for the Sixers, we don't show up when the team's not good. That's fair. 
not in way we're not a team that we're not we're not a city that fully supports the team when they are not when they are not great and that is part of the the kind of knowledge of philadelphia sports fans you know what i mean it's part of the i'm not wasting my time with this team but like you know the whole thing with the process you had a huge group of people supporting the team when it was the process because they understood what they were doing they wanted to get behind that so it's like it's not you know it's not the full city but you've got that sort of you know what arena has the worst fans the Hornets, and is that just because they're a terrible team? The Pistons, the Wizards, the Jazz, <laughs> both—they're at the top of—they're near the top of both of these. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, I will. So, actually, no, the Jazz makes sense. The Jazz one makes sense. Go ahead, explain. Because I, I, I think you can look at them as which arena has the best fans. They were—they've been—they've been a rough team to watch this year, but but they still came out. Um, but they're awful people. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that's how you end up on both of those lists, you know. Yeah, same with, same with Celtics. Same with the Celtics, same with the Sixers. Yeah, and then we got the Rockets, Magic, Spurs, Clippers, Knicks, Pelicans, Lakers, Hawks, and Heat. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of different interpretations of what this what this means. Cuz it's just best and worst, yeah, you know. And- it's not most supportive. It's not you know, most knowledgeable. It's not uh, worse. It, you know, hardest place to play would be another way. You know, there are better ways to better ways to word this to give you more information about what you actually want to know. Right. I do think it's funny that Clippers fans get four percent, but Lakers fans are two and a half. <laughs> I, I, that that's interesting to me. Um, yeah. Also, what is it? Only nine teams didn't get a vote. Or if nine fan bases didn't get a vote for best fans, there's, there's 21. Yeah, I got at least one vote. Yeah, same with this next category. What coach, aside from your own, would you most want to play for? Lots of coaches getting a few answers here. Popovich yeah. takes yeah. the most with 25% of the league, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, then yeah. you get Steve sure. Kerr, Spolstra. You know, Kerr, classic players coach, winner, Spolstra, yeah. kind of known as one of the one of the better coaches in the league. Tyron Liu, players coach, Mike Brown, players coach, Malone, yeah. Monty Williams, Chauncey Billups, Steve Clifford, Will Hardy, Joe Mazzula, Rick Carlisle, Darvin Ham, Jamal Mosley, Doc Rivers. And then you got a bunch of play a bunch of coaches getting one vote, including JB Bickerstaff, Mike Budenholzer, Dwayne Casey, Mark. How do you how do you say his name? Mark Dagno, Dag. Oh, Dag Dagnall. Dagnall. Mark Dagnall. Billy Donovan. Willie Green. Taylor Jenkins. Nick Nurse. Jacques Vaughn receiving one vote. This is basically like who did you used to play for that you liked playing for? Right. Right. Exactly. And then and then the honest answers of Pop Kerr and Spolstra, and Lou. I would say Lou. Pop Kerr, Spolstra, Lou are honest answers. The rest are guys I like and probably used to play for. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. Um, Or I would like to play on that team. Yeah. uh Which current coach, aside from your own, would you least want to play for? Tom Thibodeau, 43%. And this is another one that uh, only got about 55 votes. So about half of the people who... Who answered Tom Thibodeau overwhelming 43% and then you get Steven Silas a uh, unproven young coach who 
doesn't have the trust. With, you know, just got fired, job. basically. Yeah, without a job. <laughs> you got Doc Rivers. You got our boy Doc. Third place. Unsurprising, honestly. Yeah. Rick Carlisle, Jason Kidd, Steve Clifford, Quinn Snyder, Greg Popovich. Bunch of losers. 3.6% <laughs> losers. That's like two votes that he got. Wes Unseld Jr. Yeah. And then uh, other people receiving one vote. Chauncey Billups, Dwayne Casey, Eric Spolstra, because somebody doesn't want to lose weight. Jacques Vaughn and anyone who didn't play <laughs> in the league. That's a great one. That's a great answer. That is a great vote. Um, yeah. Which team um, other yeah, than your seems, own will win the title this season? The Bucks are the players' favorites to win the title. 62% of those asked. Clearly, in Celtics. the last three, three weeks of the season. Celtics are in second place. You know, just showing how tough the 76ers road to the championship this year will be. Golden State comes in third. Denver, Phoenix, Philly, Clippers, Kings. Sixers tied with the Clippers and the Kings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's an interesting trio. That's an interesting trio because that's two teams that have a legitimate chance and one that probably doesn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We shall see. And uh, who's the best ref? Who cares? Tony Brothers comes in first place. It's it's name a it's name a ref at it's, that point because Tony yeah. Brothers was was what like top top four worst refs too like he was second you know. he was second second yeah there you go so Tony Brothers yeah. Zach Zarba other none <laughs> which is great and then Scott great Foster answer. you know uh and then Scott I'll tell Foster, you the right answer is Scott Foster stuff. Scott Foster right. was named as worst ref Tony Brothers second yeah who's the yeah. dude who I forget who's the dude who always gets called out for like trying to make it himself, like trying to make it all about himself. Is that Tony Brothers or no? Uh, you can you can make the argument that's for both of them. Do you mean like demonstratively? Yeah, there's a dude who like, like who like is always like people are like, oh, this guy's always like trying to get the keep the focus on himself. Like you know what I mean? Like he's trying to make yeah, like. I, I think that's probably Tony Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. He has a little fun when he's uh, addressing the arena or whatever, you know, put on the on the in-game mic. Then uh, Scott Foster just picks his games. So yeah, who talks the most trash? Draymond and Patrick Beverly, kind of neck and neck. <clears throat> yeah, we got ninety-nine yeah. votes on this one. Draymond edged him out twenty-six percent to twenty-five percent. Then we get Dylan Brooks, other. Devin Booker, Joe Ingles, hilarious, Luka Doncic, the Memphis kids, in quotes, meaning multiple people called them the Memphis kids. <laughs> then Joel Embiid and Chris Paul. The Memphis yeah, kids. I mean, yeah. yeah. 3%. So basically three people wrote down, in quotes, the Memphis kids, not the Grizzlies. Not right, the players right. on Memphis, quote unquote, the Memphis kids. That's like three teammates who did that, right? That's like that tells me that's three Lakers. Yeah, that's what basically. I, that's what I get yeah. out of that. Yeah, because it, uh -huh. it's a team of veterans that doesn't like them. Yeah, uh huh. Exactly. 
And then bonus um, question. And oh, any other thought? Yeah, go ahead. Also got a, ja ja got also a vote. got a vote by himself. Yeah, they should they should put those because if you put like you know Dylan Brooks and uh yeah. and Jaw and Jaw's vote by himself, you put those together, you know. Yeah. Memphis yeah. is is closer go. to the lead. Um, and then the final question: What's the biggest issue facing the league? Officiating load management. Rules skewed in favor of offense. Too many games, which is kind of should be higher, I think. Fans gambling and yeah. the impact on players. Physical and mental what health. What is the social impact media. on players, though? What, about fans I, gambling? When I saw that, I was... Uh, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, what is the impact on players? I don't know, potential... What are, like, what are, players, what are players worried about? A potential blackmailing. Potential... People throwing the game? Yeah, people. Yeah, potential throwing the game. People blackmailing them, uh, being threatened because you know, oh, if you would have got one more assist, I would have hit my parlay. Uh, so now I'm going to send some goons after you. I guess. Two point nine percent of the league that... said too much player empowerment. Who are these? Sta- who are these losers? <laughs> so here's my question: Was this a write-in ballot? That was like, was that question a write-in question or? Was that question open ended? I don't know because I'm curious as if, as if people landed there independently. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because some of these but are very you know, some of these are very uh, specific. You know? Yeah. Too few teams. I would, I would offer. Not enough veterans. I mean, I'm sure they took they take like. You know, some people could say like they take things that are sort of the same and put them in the same group. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <clears throat> like too many games. Like you know, somebody could have probably said like too many back to backs, and they lump that in with like length of schedule or like you know things mm-hmm. like that. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I will say anyone that uh, will send goons after someone because of a lost bet um, was already betting. Before it was legal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, like, so what do you, what do you, what do you really? The fact about? that it's legal now isn't going to change any like any uh, any of that impact. Basketball. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe when the uh, when the list says fans gambling and the impact on players, it just means legal gambling and players uh, being tempted to do it. <laughs> That that could be it. That could be it. Uh, Keenan, Keenan, do we have enough time? I I I have, I have about. I've got to leave within 15, 20 minutes. So I want to give you. Okay. The, I want to give you the choice. Do we want to take fifteen minutes to talk about this next topic? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or do we want to save it for another episode to give it enough time to hit all the angles? And the next topic that we have on our list is AI-generated music and the impact that it has. Let's let's save this just because you I think you, you could you could have a whole you could have a whole lengthy conversation about that. I think it's true, um, and I think yeah. you know when we talk about it, it might end up being about that long anyway. You know, we might we might run out of steam yeah. after about 15, 20 minutes of talking about it. But I I want to make sure that we have enough time to stretch our legs. Um, so is there yeah. anything you want to hit quick before we get out of here? 
any any quick hitting topics that you that you have burning in your mind um no nothing nothing at this time um just uh just keep watching the playoffs WNBA season is a month away so you know get your uh, affairs in order and uh we'll see what happens that's right and you know where to find us stretch4pod.com follow us on Instagram at stretch4pod follow us on Twitter at stretch4cast follow Keenan follow me and follow your hearts when you vote for who is the most underrated player in the NBA and everything you do. Yeah. <laughs>